Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast pub chat. This time, it's the pub chat. Uh, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove, uh, and uh, yeah, this is our this is this is our witchy podcast, but pub chat. So, like, chill boy, lightweight style. Yeah. Um, if you're, let me just get this stuff out of the way. If you're <laughs> on uh, YouTube, I, man, I almost said Netflix. I think I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> if you're on Netflix. Uh, how? If you're on Netflix, we're not there. How? So. Who stole this? <laughs> uh, no, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. If you are listening to this on your podcast network of choice, please leave us a review. That's the only way we can know. And like I say every every single time, because there's no way in hell that I can figure out podcast analytics, I think, I think it requires a level of shaman that I haven't attained. I'm like silver and I need it to be like platinum, so I need to sell more magazines to get mm. that shit. Or whatever Maybe the Ponzi scheme is, <laughs> that's that is podcast analytics. Because let me tell you what, does it feel like a fun Ponzi scheme? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so and of course, if you're on one, we're on the other also. So if you want to see our faces, gangster, check that out. And if you don't want to see our faces, understandable. Um, <laughs> no, look at our faces. Occasionally, you get to see a dog's butt because that's a dog's butt yeah. right there. That's the front a, part is behind me. The butt part is available. Um, yeah, that's a little, so that's, that's a, a dog butt. Booty. That is not a little booty. He is a huge fucking dog. Yeah, it's, it's a huge uh, That's a huge booty. butt. Um, that's like a 90 pound booty. Yeah, that's a huge old butt. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so either way, today we are talking about uh, magical home protection stuff. And we're continuing the story of uh, Gerald Gardner and Raymond Howard, the Tiger King of fucking magic, <laughs> um, which is just... It's insane. I don't know any of this stuff going into it. She's the one that did the research. She does all the research for these. I'm just the talking head. And um, so, yeah, this is, this is very interesting, and I can't wait to hear what's happening next. And then uh, at the end of it, we've got Magic in Media and some, uh, like, channel uh, update sort of info. So yeah. uh, follow along for that stuff, and let's get right into it. Uh, our lister, listener, listener... <laughs> I thought I spelled it wrong for nope. a second. No, 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 no. It, this is the thing. I didn't even look at what you had written. So it could have been spelled wrong. I said it wrong and then looked at it and was just like confident, even though my brain said new. No. Um, it said new. I need to drink more is what that Ooh, is, guys. Usually I'm, I'm the one with, I'm all the, so, with all the tongue tie. I'm so sober right now. What am I going to do? Um, so the listener question hey, was, what are some good down. ways to- It's a week now party uh what are some what are some good ways to magically protect the home so this is a super great question and um it gives me it fills me with like a ton of ideas <laughs> things i want to do for us so um i've just got kind of like a list of things that you can do so you can make a protection bottle or sachet usually these kinds of things are filled with uh herbs and stones and other things that um are associated with protection. Yeah. Um, you can also have plants inside. Suspend a 55 pound bag of salt. <laughs> Just mean, like, get in here, bro. Risk it. You could. The salt's gonna fall. You could. Um, like, like suspending like, a, like, 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 like a, like a, like, like a, a Looney Tune. No, no, no. Like precariously uh, on top of a door frame. So when you open, when a demon opens the door, 55 pound bag of salt. Or I guess when anybody opens your door, because that shit gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> sort of regardless. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe don't do that. Um, maybe don't do that. Unless so, you got a ton of demons, then maybe do that. <laughs> just put it out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can also um, have plants either inside or outside, like planted around your home that are associated with protection. Yeah. We happen to be pretty lucky in that we live in a forest and in this forest, everything is covered with ivy and ivy is a protection plant. Yeah. So the our if, whole area. If, if you're going to have ivy, I don't care where you are, what kind of ivy you're talking about or who you talk to about this. Put it in a friggin' pot. Don't put it in the ground. And don't let it touch the ground. Hang that shit yeah. in the sky. Don't because let it be ivy the is An just incredibly invasive. The most plant. invasive shit yeah. ever. Right? Ivy is yeah. not even the natural thing here. When we clear ivy out, wood sorrel returns and it's like beautiful. And like ferns. And like ferns and shit. And but yeah, we have a lot of ivy around here. We bought the house that way. And we're like fighting the ivy back. Um and it's not, it's definitely not a winning war. It's a war of attrition. And we grow older and ivy only grows stronger. Yeah. So, so don't plant ivy in the ground. Ivy and bamboo. Great plants. Keep them in pots. Don't let them touch yeah. the ground. Same thing for mint. Yeah. Same thing for mint. Yeah. That's fair. Also mint. Um, so yeah, you can do plants inside or around the home. Um, you could also do a Brigitte's Cross over the door or over the hearth. We actually just talked about that in the last full episode, uh, which was in bulk uh, 102. Um, you can also have like art or wall hangings or sculptures associated with protection, you know, like yeah. evil eyes or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you have an altar, you can have an effigy for your house deity, your patron deity, or any ancestors. Um, if you're wondering what a house deity is, that's sort of like an older custom mm -hmm. um, where uh, basically people would be like, there's a spirit in the house. We're going to give it a name and we're going to leave it butter. Um, so it's nice to us. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you can also cleanse regularly with light, sound, smoke, water, or a 55-pound bag of salt. Yeah. Suspended over your door. <clears throat> Cleansed. Yeah. With salt. There are some people that I've seen that just, like, sort of put a line of salt by their door. Yeah. Also. Yeah, yeah that's super um, common. It so also theoretically would keep bugs out. Um yeah. You know, so there's also that. But then again, you might track salt in and then have like stepping on salt would probably hurt because it's tiny rocks. Um, yeah. Or like, I don't know, dry out your feet if you're barefoot. We're barefoot pretty much all the time at yeah. home. So uh, vacuum more. Yeah. Yes. That's a secret. There. It's not so bad because we have carpet. If we yeah. have wood floors, we have carpet and we have a like battery powered stick vac. Let me tell you what the secret to keeping your house way cleaner than the way that you're currently keeping it is don't have a regular traditional vacuum, have a battery operated stick vac. Yeah. And this is like no sponsor. This is just like legit. We have gone through a ton of them. We spent a fortune on a Dyson and that thing was like, okay, but it wore out super fucking fast and the batteries aren't crazy and stable and you can't get replacement parts for it. So you just have to buy a new one and that's bootios. But uh, so we bought like a cheap stick vac from <clears throat> Ryobi, yeah. which is the brand of power tools that I use. If you've ever seen any of the videos where I use like power tools in it or whatever, um, there are some in there. They're the fluorescent green, but brand. they're the fluorescent green brand. And they have like a $120 <laughs> stick vac, like West coast U S prices. And, um, it's fucking great. I already have a ton of Ryobi batteries yeah. and it's like, you know, it's got a good enough size volume container that you can just like kind of spot clean anytime you see a little bit of a mess. And on the weekend, you know, one battery will last you through like our whole house cleaning. So it's like, it's great for keeping it like keeping everything like below the threshold of you being like, totally. What are, what are those dust bunnies trying to break into the house right now? You know, <laughs> there's some little people going on. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
you know, and and as a general thing, right? There's also like you can clean with light, you can clean with sound, you can clean with smoke. You can also just make the ritual of cleaning be the protective thing, right? Yeah. So you don't necessarily need to always do additive magic. You can also just do like symbolic magic. Yep. So yeah, you know, take those into consideration. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point too. Um, you can also. Um, strike a bargain with your local fae folk as we did. They uh, protect the house and we protect the land. And in exchange, they yeah. give us shiny trinkets and gifts and we oh, give them stuff. candy and other uh, offerings. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes an ax here or there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forced, Never, the forest giveth and the forest taketh away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you can also have wards or sigils or runes up on yeah, your house. We yeah. actually have some on the four by four. That's like the entrance to the yeah, house. Yeah, the primary like like foremost post to come into the entrance, like on the outside of the house in our covered patio. Um, I did a bunch of like sigil work on. Um, uh, one that you don't have written down on this, but falls under like sigils and wards and like stuff. Uh, is a horseshoe. Oh, yeah. Because iron is a uh, protective yep. uh, material. So, like, a very common thing would be, like, an iron horseshoe above a door. Yeah. Or, like, near an entrance, which is, like, we... Our house came with a horseshoe? Our house came with yeah, a horseshoe. Yeah, our house came with a horseshoe. I was just like, I didn't get that horseshoe. I just... It that was horseshue not just up. Happened. It was just, like, in the yeah, it was random just, stuff. Again, we find things this is a weird weird yeah. old forest it's a weird old uh, house but so that's that's forest. hung above my uh sigil work mm-hmm. uh on the like prime post yeah uh for the entrance for the house yeah so like you could also do something like that if you find like a local farrier i think is the name of a person who does horseshoeing um i don't actually know where you would get like a real horseshoe I have no idea but yeah i don't know we live in california so like we know people with horses yeah <laughs> It's so if I needed to get a horseshoe, like I could just get a horseshoe. Yeah, you know exactly. You could probably ask like a local feed store. Yeah, or like a blacksmith if you have like a local smith. You know, then you could have them like do a nice, like fancy looking horseshoe or some shit. So that'd be tight. Yeah, that would be super cool. Uh, we also in our in episode eight, which was Ostara one hundred and one last year, we talked about using uh, protection eggs, which are eggs that have been like two holes poked in them and you blow out the contents. Yeah, so check that out, episode uh, eight. And you decorate those. Yeah, so we've got info on that there. And um, you can also, we have a whole episode on protection magic. Episode 12, intro to protection magic. So check that one out. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and uh, if you are- As well as correspondences. Yeah, if you are on our Patreon um, or you're thinking about it uh, and protection magic is a thing that you're into, then um, we have Book of Shadows pages for, uh, for the protection magic. Uh, and I'm working on the Book of Shadows page literally right now. I'm like halfway through it. Uh, I have the first half of the page, the front half of the page done. And I'm going to finish yeah. the back half probably late tonight uh, for Ostara 102. But um, yeah, so, che- you know, you can get our Book of Shadows pages on our Patreon. So check that out. We're Nerd Jive on Patreon. Yeah. Tiny yeah. commercial. All right. So next up is the weird. Is the Tiger King Wicca. Weird story of Raymond Howard. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> in episode 30, Book of Shadows, we talked briefly about Charles Cardell and Gerald Gardner, who's the father of um, of, of Wicca. Modern Wicca, yeah. Uh, and um, in the last pub chat, I talked about Charles Cardell because it is a straight up Tiger King story. So I'm not really going to re-go over that. We're just going to move on to part two of this story. So if you're interested in hearing more, listen to our um, previous episode of uh, Pub Chat. So uh, today we're talking about Raymond Howard. So Raymond Howard 
worked as a handyman for Charles Cardell and was just like generally their friend. And he had a falling out with Is that Tony Stark's dad's name, Raymond Howard Stark? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I think that, I think that's what that is. I think it's just Howard Stark. Is it just Howard Stark? I, I thought he Howard. had a third name. No, I don't think so. Um, but I could be wrong. So uh, Raymond Howard worked as a handyman for Charles Cardell and had a falling out with them. And um, it was mostly because Raymond Howard divorced his wife and Mary Cardell, Charles Cardell's fake sister, um, provided evidence against Raymond Howard in the divorce. So um, he definitely had a bone to pick with them still. So he helped a journalist from the London Evening News spy on one of Cardell's magical rituals. And this these pictures and the story ended up in the London Evening News and the Cardells ended up suing the London Evening News for uh, defamation. Oh, that's crazy. During this time... Cardell allegedly sent Raymond Howard a mirror with an effigy that had been stabbed. So Howard sued Cardell because he figured it was from him. A mirror with an effigy that had been stabbed, like through the glass of the mirror? I think that it was probably two separate things. Like mm. it came in the mail and it was like a mirror and like a voodoo doll that had been stabbed or something is, is that my probably guess. probably makes a bit more sense, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm using the terms that I found sure, out sure, there. Sure, sure, yeah. Sure, sure. So um, Howard went on to create correspondence courses after all of that uh, for his own variant of Wicca, which is called the Coven of Atho. And if you remember, Cardell also worshipped Atho. So they kind of did it together and then split off yeah. into essentially yeah. By the powers combined, fuck Gerald Gardner, <laughs> I think was their, was their Captain Planet moment. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. So... Um, Howard blended elements of Cardell's and Gardner's Wicca traditions with other books, some of those fictional, huh. to create his own correspondence course. And this was like in the 60s and 70s. So you... Um, correspondence courses were so hot back then. Yeah, yeah. So you would so basically like then. write a letter and... And you just like create a course for this sort of thing. And he had, you know, he had like hierarchy and stuff like that. And Doreen Valiente actually ended up um, reaching a rank in his uh, in his little coven of Atho. Mm. And um, later on, I'm assuming that probably fizzled out. And he just ended up running an antique shop where um, Howard displayed the head of Atho you know, the one that went missing later. Mm. Uh, and the one that Cardell claimed was thousands uh, which, of years old. Witches and wizards retiring from witchcraft and wizardry to run an antique shop is the base plot or setting for about <laughs> 5,000 movies, TV shows, and books that, like, I've personally consumed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, geez, man. Totally. Was this totally. guy a Highlander? Like... A bit. I mean, was he knows? an Iron Druid? I, I actually he... couldn't even figure out like <laughs> when this guy was born or when he died. Not even a real so, ass person. That's I don't I'm know. Uh, <laughs> so, don't trust this pretend ass wizard. <laughs> yeah. Now I do want to note that in the higher? last pub chat, I said it was Cardell's son who said that his dad carved the head of Atho, and I was incorrect. Uh, so it was actually Howard's son who said after his dad died mm -hmm. that his dad carved the head of Atho. But mm -hmm. Howard displayed the head of Atho there, and it's, like, pretty wild. You can Google it and, like, take a look at pictures. Um, it was carved in, like, the 60s, but he said it dated back, like, 2,200 years. So um, Howard told Doreen Valiente, the mother of modern Wicca, in, like, 19... Uh, that in 1930... 
he was playing by a roadside pond on the summer solstice Mm -hmm. and an older Romani gypsy woman took an interest in him and decided to teach him witchcraft. Apparently things went so well, she liked him so much or whatever Mm -hmm. that she left him a bunch of magical artifacts in her will, including a deed box that contained teeth, nail clippings, old parchments, as well as the head of Atho. He told other people different stories about how his, how he came upon it. Like it had been in his family for generations or whatever. And then, um, A historian later said that there was no way of investigating his stories, but Howard was not a reliable source. Like, well, I mean, spicy historians. I mean, that (laughs) sounds like that sounds like the that sounds like the plot of one of them gotcha ghost hunter sort of shows, you know, that are like that are like putting on airs. Yeah. Or like one of those one of those horror movies where come to find out it's not a haunting, but it's just a regular ass murderer. It's very Scooby. You know what I'm saying? It's very Scooby Doo. Yeah. It's very like if it weren't for you dang kids and you (laughs) silly fucking wicked, I would have got away with it. Yeah. So um, in 1967, the head of Atho disappeared and we don't know what happened to it but it is assumed that it was stolen and then buried yeah and the accounts here vary either Howard stole it from Cardell or Cardell stole it from Howard or maybe something else entirely happened but either way it no longer exists um so that is the story of Raymond Howard with the Tiger King part two that's uh that's pretty ridiculous how long? Okay, so the the head was stolen in the sixties. When did when did Howard die? Uh, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Howard. Okay. Yeah, I could. That not sounds like some picture of Dorian Gray shit, where this guy's just like, "Look at this head that I got," <laughs> but secretly it's his real head, and the head that we're seeing is just some sort of magical projection or whatever the fuck. I mean, but he's a fucking Doolahan or something. Pretty. It was pretty. Um, also, we should put those on the list. Doolahans. That's those are crazy. Oh yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Uh, it was whatever. pretty like intricately carved too there was like a spot that you could use as like an offering bowl and if you put like a candle the eyes would light up and there was like astronaut like astrological symbols on it and all kinds of stuff it's a classy head (laughs) yeah it's a classy head yeah so this is this is really only the first two parts of basically what i'm gonna call tiger king wicca um there is more parts to this story this this shit's just gonna keep happening until we find a new a, a new crazy series of stories to tell over these over these pub chats because this is the perfect interstitial space in these pub chats. So, so next time Raymond Howard is part two of Tiger King Wicca. TM man, maybe after after. I don't want to say this because then I'm gonna have to do the work. But maybe after we've recorded all of the Tiger King um, of Wicca parts, I cut them out into one like oblong youtube video and uh and then we transition to the next weird magical thing because i'm pretty certain that uh we could probably cover like 20 episodes of pub chat with just like the nonsense of alistair crowley yes (laughs) alistair crowley arguably the craziest magician england ever Uh, had yeah and they had merlin so you know (laughs) fucking cope with that shit so (laughs) next time we'll talk about gerald gardner himself uh, because there are also some pretty wild things associated yeah. with him, especially and this is also, later so in his this life. is also like based on the research that we have, right? Like we don't know these people, um, and if there's like some misinformation, if you have heard something different or more about these things, share that shit with us because I want to know more about these people. And if you're practicing Wiccan or Atholian. 
whatever that no. word is. A- Athoin? What, what's somebody who practices the worship of Atho? Um, I don't, I don't remember. Athoist? There was a word for it, and I don't remember. Whatever. If you're whatever that is, one, tell us what it's called, please. And then two, tell us what your opinion on these stories is. Because I would love to, like, I don't really know any, any, like, practicing Wicca TM Wiccans. Like, I know people who practice, like, the vague reincarnation of Wiccan tree. But, like, it's never very specific. You know, like Wicca TM, Gerald Gardner yeah. Wicca. So I would love to hear your opinion. So please comment below or like hit us up on social. That'd be super interesting. Um, what would be great to finish this off, and I don't know how the hell I would ever organize this, would be to interview somebody who's Wiccan. Well, we That'd would have tight. to find somebody specifically who practices Gardnerian witchcraft. Yeah, well, that's what uh, I mean. Like, Wicca, like, like Gardner um, TM Wicca. Yeah, like, so, so, That'd be next, tight. so next chapter. So if you know somebody, hook it up, bro. Yeah, next chapter we'll be talking about Gerald Gardner himself. himself. Nice. The nice. dude. He was the like dude. he was like an avid nudist. It's like the third time I've heard about a magic man being naked all the time. So uh, yeah, we had a pretty interesting conversation about Alistair Crowley. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Alistair Crowley. <laughs> Last night. Uh but so. yeah, anyway, so okay, so that was part two <laughs> yeah, of, that was part two. of that. And then the last thing that we have to cover is magic in media. Yep. So before we get into magic and media, I'm going to give a little shout out to our patrons. Um, Alan, Miranda, Alexa, Helena, and Jeff. Uh, what, what? You guys are awesome. Uh, this is how we have like cameras and like lights and we're able to continuously improve that. We just got a um, GoPro for improving like video and being able to do stuff. We'll see how it turns out. I'm, I'm still deciding on what system is better to work with for very particular tasks. But I was able to record my Friday night pint yep. night with the GoPro, and that turned out like way better than I expected. So, like, check yeah. that shit out. But the support um, helps us to do what we do better every time. Yeah, 100%. and those 100%. like you guys are the three best. of you that have been here since the beginning, you, I'm sure you can definitely see the evolution of our episodes yeah. and our podcast as we move along, making it better, making it better, better every time. Yeah. Okay. So, magic and media. Yeah. So we've got a couple of things to go over. First of all. We will be doing some uh, drunk anime, like anime reaction review sort of things coming up. Uh, so those, so like, stay tuned for some of those. Those are all specifically focused on like magic anime stuff, um, because this is all the prep work for the magic in anime podcast that we're doing at the end of may beginning of june beginning of, of june end of may which is when that podcast is scheduled and we're like trying to get a panel together for some stuff around that time in northern california so like so you might even get... be able to see us in person yeah you might be able to see us in person if you're at that particular event uh and as more details come out we'll be able to talk about that more if we're able to get in on that um, as well as the video is going to be completely different. Everything's going to be way awesome. So I'm real excited about that. You know, if we can get there, uh, but, uh, what, when did we watch these Saturday night? Uh, s- yes. Yeah. Saturday night. We decided just like, when did we watch this stuff? Yeah. Saturday night. We, uh, <laughs> we were just like, what are we going to put on? It's way earlier than we expected. Like we got everything accomplished faster than we expected. So first we put on Stargate and, Technically, Stargate doesn't have any magic in it. But what it does have is that ancient aliens, aliens, fucking crazy hair guy thing where it's just like, (laughs) it's not magic Egyptian shit. 
it's that you know the sun god Ra was just like a glowy blue alien yeah. who inhabited like a like a boy child yeah or what whatever the hell that it is was just an alien yeah jumping bodies who, who like who has like vague magic powers and like cope with that so there's that not really magic but like a little bit of magic because his science doesn't make a lot of sense also it's a great movie oh my god yeah it's yeah. the fucking best yes i love that fucking movie yeah uh so we watched that we also watched uh this milia yolkovich bloody what oh, was that movie called um I'll, I don't remember. You look it up. Okay. So we also watched another one. I'll talk about that one. So the, the main one that we watched, magically speaking, was we we watched Bright. We re-watched Bright. Bright is starring um, uh, Will Smith. It's set in the modern age, but it, the movie is basically like, like LAPD Will Smith, and it's set in the modern age, but there's like orcs and elves and fairies and stuff. Um, oh yeah, the movie that I was thinking of is Paradise Hill. So it's like so so bright is like orcs and elves and like fairies and humans and stuff and like there's magic and all this. Uh, I mean the movie's clearly doing this like like fairies and or the non-humans represent like the the the, the speciesism of the movie is like a direct homage to the like implicit racism in like big cities and mm-hmm. in police and in the way the police interact with different races based on their socioeconomic positions and things like that. I think Bright is a fucking fantastic movie. Absolutely. I know that when it came out, there was like some hate, but I really, really enjoy I don't actually remember if in the, if the first time I watched it, I liked it. I'm pretty certain I did. But like, who knows? Um, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I really enjoy the magic system that they hint at because they fucking barely give you anything in this. But specifically, the thing in these that I enjoy is the fact that the wands are these, like, nightmare fuel things. A wand isn't like, look at this pretty stick. This stick is my stick. Or whatever. The wand is this, like, extra dimensional, like, like vibrates reality fucking nightmare energy source. That, like, if you touch it and you're not, in this movie, a bright, so like a practitioner of wand magic... Um, that shit just turns you into powder and blood. So yeah. that don't touch that, right? Which is awesome. But it's like, like, like you know, how it corrupts people. Like, even to look upon it is to, like, immediately corrupt the human mind. Yeah. Of just, like, if we had this, like, we could have $10 million. Or we could have everything that we wanted. Or whatever. It's just, like, it, like because mm-hmm. of the, like, infinite power of it. It's nice because it... Bright does what a lot of shows are, in my opinion, like too afraid to do. And I'm not saying that in like a derogatory way, but it's like Bright shows the like drug addiction side of high magic. Yeah. How like magic is like addictive and how like like this thing that solves your problems is what draws you so heavily towards it. And how at the same time, Will Smith is like the perfect example of somebody who just like doesn't care. He's like, yeah, my life's kind of shit. Yeah, I got to deal with all this drama. But but yeah. fucking waving a glowy stick that vibrates reality and turns people into powder is not going <laughs> to solve that shit. Like, who cares? Get over it. Do your job. Like, yeah. it's, it's such a good movie. If you have not seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time because you only saw it like when it first came out or whatever, rewatch Bright. It really holds up. It is good. It does. The CGI is fantastic. The graphics are fantastic. The magic is fantastic. And it's a really fun movie. Like, yeah. I really enjoy it. Will Smith, just Will Smith and him out in, like, 
magical powers fantasy modern day mm-hmm. Los Angeles. It's fucking solid gold. Yeah. Right? A yeah. super great movie. So this other one that we watched, just real quick, was Paradise Hill. You don't need to watch it. Um, it makes no sense. I don't really understand what's going on. It was and weird and dumb. Maybe there's yeah. no magic in it, but technically Milia Jokovic's character had the ability to drink blood and control plants, but those plants might have been robots and the whole thing might have been an AI and it's never really made super clear. But she's basically like magical poison ivy insofar yeah. as poison ivy with just like slightly more magic becomes a vampire. It's very, so, it's got like a very cottagecore look. So it's, it's very it's pretty got, to It's like watch. stylish. Well, it's it's got a lot of style. I would argue that like everything has so much like bloom and saturation that it's actually a little hurt. Like it hurts your eyes a little <laughs> bit to watch, right? You're just like, ah. And a lot of the rooms are just like, this is the pink room. And you're just like, nah, that's, yeah. that's a real gross color. And I like pink, and that's a gross pink. Like, take it down a couple notches, you know? But, uh, yeah, so those were the movies that we watched, like, recently um, that involve magic. And then uh, stay tuned for the first anime that we finished uh, yesterday was um, Record of Ragnarok. And, boy, do we have opinions about Boy, that that is an anime available anime. on netflix no no connection to them but that's an anime available on netflix that we choose for a very specific purpose and let me tell you what chef's kiss it was the right purpose um because we got words so stay tuned for that video that's going to be coming out sometime soon um mostly so that we can get it out of the way so that we can start watching the next anime because we've got a bunch of anime to watch all of them i've seen before except actually only for this one yeah this is the only one that I had not seen before because it's a newer one. Yeah. Um, which is why I wanted to start with it is kind of get it out of the way. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned for that stuff. Um, and the next podcast episode, episode number 32, which comes out February 14th. Is that Valentine's Day? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I don't, Valentine's Day is a silly holiday. Um, <laughs> we don't really celebrate. We don't really Valentine's celebrate Day. Valentine's Day. It's just, it's so weird man and it's very we it's, usually get hot wings and watch horror movies yeah but like honestly Valentine's Day, well we that really could be a we Tuesday just watch we just watch my bloody valentine both sometimes yeah the original and the remake because they're both good yeah um we have the original uh we have the reprint of the original soundtrack on vinyl for the original it yeah. is like amazing um and the remake from the early 2000s yeah. was like one of those like really good early 2000s remake horror movies because there were a bunch that weren't. Very good. I think it's better than the original movie. Yeah? Yeah. <sighs> I like the original a bunch. But I really I love like that like weird 3D. campy 60s, 70s horror stuff. I mean, yeah. I do too, but I like the newer version and I even like it in 3D. Yeah. The, it's, a, it's the newer yeah. version is good and the actor's really banging out of the park on that one. The, the main dude does a fantastic yeah. job. So I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, so the next podcast coming out on Valentine's is Love Magic and Hand Fasting. Yeah. Um, at the request, I almost said behest. And then I tried to correct myself and I said bequest. <laughs> and bequest is definitely probably not a word. So at the request of our patron Miranda. So that's the other benefit of joining the Patreon is that, um, one, we answer your questions in these. But two, when we talk to you about stuff, uh, often we change our plans to cover a thing that actually makes more sense than whatever the plan is that we had because like we planned out the whole year 
at the beginning of the year, and there have already been like five changes, and we're only done with one. Yeah, month. and when so... people ask us to cover something specifically, we really try hard to cover that thing specifically. Yeah, and if we can't, um, you know, we usually talk about it in Discord, or if you are of the appropriate level in our yeah. Patreon, if you're at we have like a weekly tier, yeah, monthly, we have or a monthly, monthly hangout. hangout, and then we just hang out and chit chat and cover that stuff. So, um, yeah, participate in that. And, uh, but yeah, so either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast Pub Chat, yeah. So, uh, thank you for sticking around. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, whatever. Don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Do leave all us, those things. Leave us a thing on the podcast, whatever the Check heck. Check us out on social media. Yeah, hit us up on social media. Do all, do all that shenanigans and share us with your friends. Uh, yeah. So that way they can also deal with whatever this is that we're doing. <laughs> but uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence, breathe out self-doubt. Mm-hmm.